This is Ahead in Tech, career journeys of extraordinary people in tech and interviews that help you get ahead in your tech career. Hello, everyone. Uh, welcome. And I'm here today with uh, Guillaume Bouffard. Guillaume, bonjour, sir. How are you? Bonjour. So a little bit about uh, Guillaume. Guillaume, um, you had a previous career in uh, primarily exec and management roles. You had some time in recruitment as well, as I understand yeah, it. Exactly. Um, you then decided to retrain via bootcamp, and that's where we met. We were in the same cohort, cohort that same bootcamp. We became very yeah. good friends. And as yeah. we discovered later, we ended up working in the same building, and we didn't True. even know that. <laughs> yeah. True. Um, so yeah, after bootcamp, you have uh, a really great career in London. You work for some very cool companies like Kahoot, you know, which is uh, yes. global, a massive yeah. 50 million daily users or something they say, um, YLD, mm -hmm. an awesome consultancy yeah. in London. I'm very jealous about that yeah. role. And then after many years, many, many years in London you or in the UK, you decide to move back. <clears throat> Excuse me. You decide to move back to France and you're now working for right. a company called VoxNest, which uh, builds uh, podcasting right. solutions. That's it. That's it. Yeah. So a very uh, impressive mm -hmm. and varied uh, career. And, you know, congratulations uh, to you on everything you've achieved. And Thank you. That's what we're going to be asking you about today. Okay. Ta so let's, let's start from the beginning. Um, what motivates your, mo your move into coding? Right. So um, as you've explained previously, I used to work in, in different management roles and sales and recruitment. I did 10 years of complete um, different things than, than coding. But um, I did experience and played with coding uh, when I was younger. Uh, for example, I used to make music in a band. Um, and for example, we wanted to make a website for the band. And that was a long time ago. So I, I, I played with old HTML, you know, the old these... Uh, uh, old semantics like you know table and TDTR, just making a, a little website with some stuff about the band, and I realized that I enjoyed it. Uh, one thing that I also did in the past in engineering school, but that was not uh, a coding school; that was a mechanical engineering school. And when I went there, I did touch a bit of coding, and and I, and I enjoyed it, but I never got into coding as a career. Still, I enjoyed that. And um, after a while doing sales, recruitment, all of that, I got bored of it. I, I didn't think that was a career which I enjoyed anymore. So I wanted to do something else which would make me f feel happy. And that would just be something I really want to do for the rest of, your, of my life. Because if you think about it, uh, you'd better be doing something that you're going to enjoy because that way you will never feel like you're working a day in your life. And coding is something that I really liked. So I wanted to go into depth and into learning it the right way. But you can find loads of resources online to learn about coding. You can find loads of free resources. Uh, this is not the way I wanted to go. I really wanted to go in a school where they would teach me things the right way where I would have teachers and mentors telling me this is what you need to do and this is what the companies are, are going to be looking for and this is where I went to uh, Mikhail's Academy and I met you we were in the same cohort mm -hmm. it's pretty pretty awesome and what really convinced me to join Maker's Academy is when I did the pre-interview um, to potentially join the school is that they told me with the things we're going to be teaching you can guarantee that if you work hard at the end of it, you're going to get a job in coding. 
because we're going to be teaching you the, the skills that employers are looking for so you get a job. And that was the part that, that obviously did convince me because when you learn on your own uh, by going through free resources, there's no guarantee that you're going to be learning things that employers are going to be looking for. So um, this is where I basically ended up going to to the bootcamp and uh, learn things the right way. So that's the story, the pre-story to uh, to joining uh, to joining the uh, the bootcamp. And were you apprehensive of it at all? Was there any fear in you? Yeah, uh, th th there are always fear because even if they tell you you're going to get a job at the end of it. And they said, even if you, you know, if you work hard, you're going to, there's always a fear that what if you, I can't do it. Um, but one thing which, um, kind of, uh, made me feel better about that is the fact that I work really, really hard because unlike some other people in the court like, that were, I would say almost some naturals, that because for them it was so obvious to understand code, especially some of the younger guys who are like more used to technologies, and it was a bit harder for me uh, as an old guy compared to everyone else. Uh, but I worked really, really hard. Uh, yeah, and um, I did catch up. I did, I did go at my own pace because after the course, I redid all the exercises multiple times just to make sure I understood better and got a better vibe for the code. But my motivation was there. I really wanted to make, to, 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 to make it happen. So that was the thing that was um, making me feel, feel a bit better about finding a job after that. But yes, there mm. were fears. There were fears, mm. Mm. obviously. So then the getting the career was the most important part to you at the end. That's yes. when you... Yeah. Okay. And I really wanted to, um, to find a good company. So um, mm. that, that's where my, my recruitment experience my past recruitment experience mm. came, uh, yeah. came into play and uh, was very useful. I'm sure. Yeah. So look, before we move on to that first role, mm -hmm. tell me about your bootcamp experience as a whole. Like you, you touch on it there that, you know, you went at your own pace, you spent time uh, after the course redoing the course in your own time. What was yeah. it like for you? Uh, so we, as you know, we had a pre-course uh, where we learned a bit about uh, Git, GitHub, the few basics of, uh, of, of, I think we started with Ruby. Yeah, we started with mm -hmm. Ruby and we had, uh, some small challenges just to prepare us, um, to, to get into the, the course. And that was pretty useful to, to get these small basics. Um, the, the course is really good. It's really good. The, the thing that was the hardest were the two first weeks, because if you remember, they just throw you in the deep end right away. They gave us uh, a tutorial to follow where basically there's a test which is written and it's just, it's just a shock to the system when you just enter into that bootcamp and you're just thrown into a real, um, a real, real um, case study somehow mm -hmm. where there's no, um, Well, the, the, the pre-course did teach us the, the basics, but basically mm. they just throw you into that, that, that big thing to understand. And the first two weeks are just like, ah, yeah, I, I was scared at first. Um, but if anyone is, is facing these kind of, of issue, joining a bootcamp, just keep at it, just keep on doing the tutorial. Don't give up because the thing is it was a great experience, even if it was quite hard and hard to keep up with 
everything that was going on. Obviously, I was also doing a lot of hours in the evening just to really understand what was happening and how the code works. Um, and after the course, I redid everything, as I said. But it was it's hard. I mean, it's not an easy job. Uh, and the good thing is by throwing you into the deep end right away, they just tell you right away that it's not going to be an easy job. It's a fun job. Once once you once things are starting to click, it's mm -hmm. great. Mm -hmm. But they they prepare you for uh, what's coming by 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 doing that as well. So mm -hmm. uh, hard experience, fun experience, uh, but uh, you know you need to go through it to to get to get to a, a quitting career. Yeah. So then with that first sort of job hunt, I mean. So after makers, you know, I think, and correct me if I'm wrong, and I don't want mm -hmm. to speak out of line, but you know, I feel like you, similar to a lot of people and myself at times and other people at times, you know, you struggle slightly or didn't, you know, things didn't always kind of click and then you decide, but the thing I remember about you is you always stayed very calm about it, you know, and you were, I think you had that self-assurance, you know, that kind of confidence that, okay, you'll figure it out, you know, and you just, you saw it through to yeah. the end. Is that what happened? And then you took your time to fill in all the gaps and make yourself super confident. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly it's, it's exactly that. Um, it's I, I have to say sometimes inside I was freaking out, but I also knew that it was a normal behavior, uh, and mm -hmm. I and I saw some other people within the courts who were just freaking out as well and just being scared about failing about not understanding it's a normal behavior and and actually makers the, the, the guys are makers uh tell you from from day one you're not going to know everything and uh just keep at it it's it's not a, it's not an easy career but once the things that will start to click then it will become more natural for you to code uh so yes you're right um at the end of it i was i was a bit skeptical i was things didn't click right away um but that's why i redid everything in my own time i didn't i, I think we we finished the the course around july or august or something mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and I, I don't think i found a job before october or november because i spent the time to redo everything at my own mm -hmm. pace uh just to make sure i understand what i was doing and just to give me the this this edge to, to get the first job obviously if you don't mm -hmm. understand or you don't you don't uh, know what you are doing, you're never gonna get a job. So I had to take that time to redo everything and understand everything so I could uh, I could give myself the best chances of getting that first job. Mm. It was a wise decision, you know, looking mm -hmm. back at it now. Um, and so, you know, uh, with, with that first job that you got at Kahoot, you know, yep. a, lo a lot of people, uh, myself included, uh, we got jobs with hiring partners. And you, yep. you didn't get a job with a hiring partner. No. You went you went on your own, and you you know yep. you found your own gig. So tell me how that happens. Okay, so as as you said, the <clears throat> makers was partnering with some companies to to get make to get some uh, students and uh, into jobs. So I did talk with the hiring manager at Makers. It, I was in his book to potentially get jobs, but that experience of recruitment that I had gave me an edge to look for something myself. So what I did is I spent a lot of time looking at companies that, that I was interested in, and I did investigate loads of things about them. I did investigate the location in London because I was, I was living uh, in South London. So I did investigate a bit the reputation, uh, what they were doing, 
uh, and looking at, at, at the technologies what they, that they were doing. I knew I didn't want to go into Ruby. So at Makers, we've learned Ruby to teach us all semantics works and language work. But we also learned uh, coding in, in JavaScript. And we, we, we learned about Angular. Um, I knew I was interested in going into JavaScript because it was a bit more popular and more widely used. And I found that company called Kahoot, which people might know or not, but it's a, it's a popular com company. They're making that gaming platform, uh, which is quite cool, mostly for education and uh, which is in JavaScript. So I did apply there. <clears throat> they gave me a technical test to do. Almost, I, I, I made them first. Then they gave me a technical test to do. I did the test in JavaScript and Angular. I met them. I did discussion with them. And they liked what I did uh, provide. And they offered me my first job uh, with a lower pay than any other engineer, which was perfectly fine with me because I was interested in that company. And they said, as soon as you're, uh, we see that your progression, you're progressing in your code and you're bringing more values, we will reevaluate your salary. But right now, we're going to hire you. We're going to train you. We're going to spend some... Because the, the, the engineer that was my direct manager said, I will spend time with you every week to train you and teach you things. Uh, it turns out that they were not using Angular. They were using that cool framework called React. I was like, okay, <laughs> I'll learn about that. <laughs> and uh, so they've been teaching me about React. They, they were patient with me. Uh, I was patient as well myself because uh, I wanted to spend some time to make sure I understand what I was doing before I was pushing some nice code into production. But that's how the, I got the first gig. They liked what I, my honesty about how, what I was in my career at all. They knew I was a junior dev. And uh, we had a good understanding about who I was and who they were. So um, it was a good match. That's great. And then uh, you left there to go to YLD. Now, this is this is a very exciting company to me. You know, mm -hmm. can you tell me about that time. Well, I didn't say I, I, I left because unfortunately we had something happening with Kahoot, which is that they closed the London office. Uh, so oh, it's a company no. that was in uh, London and in Norway, and there was a change in management, which um, resulted in them deciding to hire more people in Norway and and less and less in London. So they offered me my job in Norway. But uh, my family was in London. So after two years with Kahoot, um, yeah, I, I had to find something else. So um, that's where I, I met, uh, well, I did apply to a few companies. I got got some offers, got a few offers. Mm -hmm. And the one that was the most interesting at that time was Wild. Uh, it was not the one with the, the most money because I'm, I think it's important to throw that, this out there because most people think that coding is a lot of money which is which is which is true it's good money but i didn't want a job that was just giving me the most money i wanted a job that was obviously giving me good money but that was in a good location good company good reputation code that i'm interested in obviously technology that i'm interested in and yld was taking these boxes because they were a consulting business and so they had a couple of i mean not couple them that quite a lot of clients and that way I thought it would be interesting for me to experience different companies to touch different code base and obviously that was taking me out of a bit of my comfort zone but that was a good way for me to learn by touching um, different code bases and uh, I mostly work for Trainline 
when I was there, uh, which was a big client for YLD. I spent almost a year at Trainline. So I, I, I was in their premises, in the offices, sometimes working from home. And uh, I spent a good year with uh, with Trainline. And then I, I, I also worked with a small client called Central Working. There were just... Uh, there was only one engineer working on their website, so it turns out to be me. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, uh, and I spent some time working on the YLD website uh, when there were some downtimes and uh, people went on the bench. So, uh, mm-hmm. that's it. And and looking back, that transition from like you know a permanent full time role as like a staff engineer to you know a consultant being outsourced to other companies. I mean, mm-hmm. were there any surprises, or did you know you could kind of handle that, and you were happy with that? Uh, that's, uh, as I said, I, I decided to do it to take myself out of my comfort zone uh, because I, I, I knew that uh, that was a good way for me to learn. I wouldn't say there were that many surprises, uh, but it was really interesting to work for a consulting business because you realize that um, there are a lot of discussions between what you can provide as a consultant you, you you make suggestions but at the end of the day it's the end client that just make the decisions so sometimes you can find yourself almost having a conflict with with uh, your client because they want to do something and as a consulting business even when you're talking with your colleagues you just say but i think we, they should do it this way because it will work better and they're just like nah sometimes it's just a question of budget or or, or doing things the way they've always done it but it was interesting. It was interesting to see the discussions and and, and even learn from uh, product managers and see how they they go about decisions. Yeah, it was it was a it was a good gig. Yeah, excellent. It must have been very educational and a lot mm-hmm. of fun, I'm sure. You know, and a great way to grow and challenge yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and looking back now, because you you then moved to France for yeah. family reasons, I assume. Yeah, him a dad. Is that right? That's true. I got three kids, so I apologize. There's a lot of noise in the background because it's summer holiday <laughs> right now. So, uh, uh, yeah, I got three daughters, and uh, so I'm a busy family man. Yeah, you must be very uh, busy. Yeah, but uh, I discussed with my wife, and it's something we already wanted to do for a while to move abroad. I mean, for her, for her, it was moving abroad because my wife is mm-hmm. British, I'm, I'm French. Mm-hmm. You see, so for me, it was moving back. Mm-hmm. And um, we. To do that, I needed to find a gig where I would work remote. And um, so things ended with YLD and I started to look for something else. And I did apply to some companies and I came across this company called Voxnest, which is a host for podcasts. So you can obviously hold your podcast but i think she suggests you hold your podcast there. yeah <laughs> uh, and you can monetize it you can advertise there are lots of interesting options and interesting things you can do with uh with that podcast you've got episodes you can manage uh loads of things it's a it's, it's an awesome product but i gave it a shot i spoke with them they're using react javascript and everyone in the company is remote so i would say it's a company with 40 employees worldwide uh, many of them being in Italy because the founders and all the C-level management is are Italians. Uh, even if they're not in Italy anymore, there's some in Spain, some in the US. Um, we're working basically mostly in Europe. Uh, I mean, the, the engineering team. And so they were looking for engineers in Europe. Uh, I think I'm the only one in France. Yeah, there are more, some in Portugal, in Spain, Serbia, Netherlands. Um, 
yeah. So at the interview, uh, at a few interviews with them, uh, I like what they were providing. It looked interesting. Like, once again, I had offers from other companies, uh, but Voxness was the most interesting one. So uh, and the, the main product uh, is called Spreaker. So um, that's the one I work, I work for. I work, I work mostly on. And when I was hired, I was hired to work more mostly on the enterprise solution because they got an obviously one consumer consumer product, but they got a solution for enterprise with more options to monetize and see statistics and uh, things like that. And it, it looked really interesting. I liked as well the people. I liked the uh, the code base. Um, so yeah, it looked like an interesting job, and I, I'm still there till now, and I'm very happy. Love it. Yeah, it, it's it's an amazing platform, really, and mm-hmm. a great set of uh, tools for podcasting. Um, but looking back uh, at that move, like looking back now at your time in London, mm-hmm. how do you kind of sum up uh, your your career experiences there, or like you know the tech scene there? Uh, what, what I can tell you about <clears throat> starting to work in in London is it was something necessary for me to become um, someone who would work remote. Unfortunately. I couldn't, uh, I think it's very hard to go remote right away. So it was something that I had to do to work directly on in client premises to get that uh, foot in, in the door to become a remote freelance. Also, I started uh, all the jobs I had were permanent, uh, while this one I'm actually um, a freelance. So I'm independent. Um, so looking back at it, it has something that had to be done to get me where I am today. Uh, and I, I don't regret anything. Um, that, that was the right thing to do. Uh, it was an amazing experience. If I had to do it, I'll do it again. Uh, so anyone who's trying to, to join a bootcamp and then you know find the, your first jobs in London and then the sky's the limit. But yeah, it, it has to be done. How do you keep growing technically? And what, what kind of things are you uh, interested in right now? Right, so I'm always uh, I'm lucky enough to be working in a company that gives budget for training and uh, allow to go to conferences. So funny enough that you asked because I attended some remote conferences uh, one last week and uh, I've got another one booked for October. Um, I try to keep up with new things. So obviously conferences, I, I follow some newsletters uh, like JavaScript Weekly to see what's happening. With the industry, and uh, I'm funny enough. When there's an interesting framework, and I want to try it, uh, I always ask my employer if there's a bit of time I can spend to experience it and and, and play mm. with it. Uh, because during my free time, it's a bit difficult with the kids. But uh, they, they they gave us some free time to to to, to work on our on, on growing our skills, especially if it's going to be useful for the company. So mm. uh, yeah, I try to keep up. Uh, as much as I can, um, and it's, it, we also got some internal talks within the company when there's someone that has something interesting to say. Um, I'm mostly a front-end developer, but I'm interesting, interested sorry, in becoming more full-stack. Um, it's something I've been wanting to do for a while, but I've got so much work on the front-end, it's very hard for me to touch back-end and play with it. Mm. Uh, but when I will have more time, I want to grow and, and, and become an real full stack because I'm really front end. And, uh, mm. So yeah, I'm, I'm always interested in growing my skills and uh, when there's a chance to do so, I'm doing it. 
And I guess, you know, now with the proliferation of Node everywhere, you know, and your existing JavaScript skills, I see no um, obstacles really to become. No, 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 I don't see any obstacles. No, 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 no. The the sky is the limit. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The hard part is to find the time. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Tell me about (laughs) it. So, so look, finally, you know, we mentioned this that, you know, you are a very sort of on the outside anyway, you're a very calm and confident person, you know, who, as, far, as long as I've known you, you know, you always overcome any challenge that kind of gets thrown in your way. You don't mm-hmm. try to be a superstar, but you kind of quietly have like really succeeded very well, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. So I'll cut to the chase. You must get some imposter syndrome, some self-sabotaging thoughts, yeah. you know? Yeah. How, and how do you deal with that? So everyone's getting the imposter syndrome, you know, feeling like you don't belong. And, and, and a, a part of it, which is interesting, what you said, you said that I, I get there quietly because what, one thing about me, despite the fact that I'm talking right now, I'm a very quiet person and that's, that's just the way I am. So sometimes when there's, there are discussions within the team about something, sometimes I'm very silent, but if there's something that needs to be said and no one else, no one else within the group has said it, I would say it, but anyway, just, let's go back to your question <laughs> about the imposter syndrome. Uh, yeah, it does. It, it does feel the case sometimes, and every engineer is, is probably going through it. That sometimes you're stuck on something, and you're thinking, "What the hell am I doing? What am I? What am I doing here? I, I, I can't do this job. It's just like, <laughs> what are they, what are they paying me for?" Uh, <laughs> but um, just don't give up. You, you you will if you keep on searching. You might find by yourself. And if you're stuck on something, just ask for help. There's, there's nothing wrong with that. You might have some colleagues who know the answer and they'll just unblock you. It's not always easy because you want to solve things by yourself. You, you feel like you don't belong when you cannot solve things, but it's completely normal. You, you cannot solve everything. You will not solve everything. You just need help sometimes. So keep calm. Yeah. Try to solve it by yourself. Look on Google, look on Stack Overflow, try to find the answer to any, anything that blocks you. But if you don't, just ask for help. Your, your, your colleagues might know something that you don't. And you will learn something. You might learn it by yourself or they might teach you something. Just uh, just keep at it. Fantastic. Thank you. Wonderful words of wisdom to end on. But before I let you go, I need the joke of the show. Okay. I, 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 how many developers does it, does it take to change a light bulb? I don't know how many. None. It's a hardware problem. Uh, It's bad. It's bad. It's It's lovely. Thank you, Guillaume. This has been wonderful. Thank you for your time. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure. Pleasure, Sanjay. And that's all, folks. More info, links, and everything else can be found on aheadintech.com. Thank you, and please subscribe.